Rico Hamilton. Rico Hamilton. I know he is uh, present. Nicole Cunningham. Gloria Berry. Present. Daniel Landry. Present. Tiffany Carter. Present. Gwendolyn Brown. Present. Anita Ekinem. Present. Star Williams. Present. Shaquille Kane. Present. Letitia Irving. Freddie Martin. Present. Okay, we do have quorum in person and the meeting can be called to order. Excellent, thank you very much. All righty, we will begin as always with our land and ancestral uh, acknowledgements. So we'll begin with our, our land acknowledgement. Uh, Member Taylor, please. We acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatouche Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatouche Ohlone have never ceded nor lost, lost nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatouche community and by affirming the sovereign rights as First Peoples. And as a moment of privilege, I'd like to acknowledge it's September 11th, uh, the anniversary of, of September 11, 2001, and its devastating impact on this country uh, at that moment. Thank you very much. And we will now move to our ancestral acknowledgement. Um, member Landry. Yes, we honor the gifts, resilience, and sacrifice of our Black ancestors, particularly those who toiled the land and built the institutions that established the city's wealth and freedom. Despite never being compensated nor fully realized their own sovereignty, we acknowledge their, this exportation of not only labor, but of our humility um, and through this process are working to repair some of the harms done by the public and private actors. Because of their work, we are here, will invest in the descendants of their legacy. Thank you very much. Um, as also want to, as we begin, um, repeat our thanks to the Human Rights Commission staff, Joel Stewart, Zach Manuel, uh, Amelia Martinez-Bankhead, Angelique Mahan, John McKnight, Kathy Mulkey-Meyer um, for providing administrative and technical support to this committee, and Dr. Cheryl Evans-Davis, Executive Director of the Human Rights Commission for her leadership and guidance. With that, um, our secretary has a few announcements. Um, thank you, Chair. A public comment. This evening will be two minutes on each item. Um, we will take public comment in person first and then remotely second. Um, if you are um, attending this meeting remotely, please use the um, raise hand icon to indicate you would like to speak. Um, Anyone who is not appointed by the Board of Supervisors and Reparations Advisory Committee will have their video and chat disabled. Excellent, thank you very much. So we can move to the next item, please. Uh, the next item is item number two, adoption of the June 5th, 2023 special meeting and June 12th, 2023 regular meeting minutes as well as adoption of the July 10, 2023 regular meeting notes 
and the August 14, 2023 regular meeting notes. Um, review and anticipated adoption of video recording, meeting minutes, and meeting notes from African American Reparation Advisory Committee meetings. There will be public comment and committee comment on this item. Excellent. Let's go to public comment on this item if there is any. If any members of the public would like attending in person would like to um, participate in public comment on this item, you can please approach the dais. Um, if not, uh, we could look to our remote public comment. If there are any members of the public who would like to participate in public comment on this item remotely, please use the raise hand icon or Q&A feature. I see one person with their hand raised, and I am reminding you that this is for public comment on the meeting minutes. Um, Derek Adams. You're muted. Could you please unmute yourself? Okay, um, I do not hear any. Uh, Derek, you are unmuted. Would you like to participate in public comment on this item? I see your hand has been lowered now. Okay, believe public comment on this item is closed, Chair. Excellent. With public comment being closed, members, I'd entertain a motion to uh, approve the minutes. Member Barry. Thank you, Chair. Were the minutes sent to us? Yes. Okay, I apologize. Thank you. So if I can entertain a motion to approve said minutes. Please. So move. May I have a second, please? Second. Thank you very much. Uh, roll call, please. Um, James Lance Taylor. Huh? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, it was a little, oh, let me turn on some more microphones. It's a little quiet. Denise Hollins. Yes. Eric McDonald. Yes. Reverend Dr. Amos Brown. Yes. Rico Hamilton. Yes. Nicole Cunningham. Gloria Berry. Aye. Daniel Landry. Yes. Tiffany Carter. Yes. Gwendolyn Brown. Yes. Anita Ekenem. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Star Williams. Shaquille O'Kane. Leticia Irving. Freddie Martin. Yes. Okay, uh, the minutes have been adopted. I'm sorry to interrupt for a point of clarification. I thought we can only vote if we were in person. I am only including the in-person votes. That's what's okay. recorded. But yes, you are correct. Okay. Thank you. Well, nice call roll, roll, but yes. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, members, uh, for that approval. Uh, let's call the next item, please. Agenda item number three is a report back on the African-American Reparations Committee 
advisory committee community engagement meetings. This is a discussion item. This is time for the Human Rights Commission staff to report back on community engagement meetings convened between August 14, 2023 and September 11, 2023 by the African American Reparations Advisory Committee and San Francisco Human Rights Commission staff. This will be a presentation by Dr. Cheryl Evans Davis, Executive Director of the San Francisco Human Rights Commission. Eric McDonald, Chair of the African American Reparations Advisory Committee. Uh, Tanish Hollins, Vice Chair of the African American Reparations Advisory Committee. And there will be public comment on this item. Excellent. Thank you. Director Davis. Will um, be brief. I'm just going to go over quickly just some of the numbers. The team is still tallying the information, and hopefully, um, by for sure by the 19th. But by Thursday, we'll have more detailed information. I also would welcome the members who um, attended, participated, facilitated to also weigh in and share their feedback on that. Um, so as I mentioned, they are tallying the priorities based on the recommendations that have been put forward. Um, I will share some of the information around the data and recurring themes. Um, and then we also have links to the videos that we received from um, the folks who were doing the narrative collection. So um, the committee, specifically uh, Vice Chair Hollins, asked that we interview and uh, have people share an opportunity, have an opportunity for people to share what reparations means to them or what it could mean to the city. And so um, we are reviewing those links and um, the committee, I guess, will share with us how they think we should use it. So uh, to date, the HRC in partnership with community organizations and um, in partnership with the uh, African-American Reparations Advisory Committee hosted seven listening sessions in Bayview, Western Edition, Fillmore, Portrayal Hill, Lakeview, Tenderloin, and one session um, that was with Mega Black. The sessions collectively engaged more than 230 individuals across age, gender, and neighborhoods. Um, we will put out one more call. I did check in with Jewel earlier. I know there was a request for us to do uh, another session in Viz Valley, Visitation Valley in Sunnydale. And so if folks have um, ideas or recommendations or people that we can reach out to the partner, we um, we can still try to make that happen before the 19th or at least be able to be in space with people. Um, the themes that emerged were education and economic development, specifically cash payments and ownership were a consistent priority. Um, consistent belief that without the economic investment, it will be hard for any of the recommendations to move forward. There was also a great deal of conversation around um, making sure that we do something to address systems because um, the concern was that even if you give cash payments, if the system is not changed, people will continue to be um, to experience wealth disparities. So that was uh, a common theme that came up. Um, the other thing, questions that came up, but the other theme that came up um, that people have asked us to drill down on certificate of preference. Uh, that has come up quite a bit in terms of um, things where things are not working currently. So concerns about how we're going to fix housing issues, access to housing, some of the concerns around um, Section 8, but also if you give money to people, how that impacts their long-term income or their housing situation. So that was some of the 
feedback that we got, questions that we heard, community overwhelming, overwhelmingly believes reparations should happen. Um, there were concerns and questions about if it will happen. The policy recommendations prompted questions around the definition of specific articles. Um, community members also sought clarity on eligibility criteria and how it was how it is assessed. Um, overall, community members were enthusiastic, engaged, and interested in knowing what they can do now to move the reparations effort forward. Um, some of the things that we did talk to people about specifically were if they did not agree with one portion or some piece or the eligibility or the um, recommendations that were put forth that the recommendations are what they are and that there's no chance to at this point in time for them to um, make new recommendations or undo what exists and then also really recommended that when people come to the hearing on the 19th that they focus on what they do support uh, versus what they don't so that we can't use so that the dissent is not used as an opportunity to keep the work from advancing so um spend a lot of time, at least in a couple of the groups on those conversations around uh, highlight what you appreciate, a, a respect and hope for from the, the recommendations versus what you don't like, because we don't want that to be used against the process. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for that update. Um, I'm going to ask members for your comments for the meetings that you attended, but I want to do that after um, public comment, if we can. So let's please go to public comment on this item, and then we'll come to committee member remarks. If there are any members of the public attending in person who would like to comment on this item, please approach the podium. I see you, sir. Remind him what he's commenting Public on. comment is two minutes on every item this evening. I want to um, say that um, in a few months or weeks, the 6th Street gym is going to be torn down and rebuilt. And I find that to be profound because here we're asking for a house of reparations for $4 million in part of me because like, I have a speech impediment. But I find it um, sad that there's going to be a bill for flowers and sand and and um, trees, along with fertilizer, that is going to weigh much more than the four million bucks that you guys are trying to achieve for this office. I just find that to be now one thing. One thing is to say that um, I'm not talking about that we don't need a park or we don't need to re fund our parks and rebuild our parks. And I shouldn't be taken away from the kids, but maybe a modicum like of a renovation and some of that money, because I'm sure that the bill for tearing down Sixth Street Park and rebuilding it is in the 200, $300 million. How can fertilizer be more important than African-Americans of San Fran? Thank you. Are there any other members of the public attending in person? Welcome, Mr. Washington. Well, thank you. I feel quite welcomed and necessary. Um, <laughs> I, listen, it's no joke. I'm trying to talk to all the folks, even our Black folks. I won't mind. Ain't no jive. I won't mind five. Now, I know, hold on, uh, it may be funny. 
but I want my money. <laughs> no, hold on. There's been over a hundred recommendations. I agree with them all. But one specific one that I want the most, ain't no job. I want my five. Listen, you can cash app it. You could, you could direct mail it. You could Zella. Damn it, put it in the mailer. I don't care. You could have me five payments, one million a piece. But I want mine. My name is Ace. I'm on the case. And my great-great-grandfather might have been George Washington. I'm going to check back because I'm going to be first in line. Give me mine. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but it ain't nothing funny about no money. I just want us to be quite clear. Clear in your ear, whoever putting this together on that one recommendation that says, five million, Red Brown, we're going to be around. We're going to get it. My name is Ace. I'm on the case, and uh, I know it sounds funny, but ain't a damn thing funny about my mind. Thank you, Mr. Washington. Uh, is there anyone else who would like to? Thank you. Hi, my name is Com Jansley, and what I can say is that this commission, this committee, has made me very proud to be a San Franciscan. I was born and raised here, and I've seen um, reparations discussed around the country. And I must say, San Francisco has gotten it right. You guys really have. Um, you guys uh, are following up behind California, and I feel much more confident about what San Francisco has done um, for us, how you have attacked a lot of the issues. Um, we can never be perfect. We can't, we can't include everyone, um, even with the qualifications. Um, I qualify, my brothers and sisters don't. Um, one of my siblings miss it by a year in qualifications because we moved to the East Bay. Um, but we can't always be exact and um, perfect and right. But even in them not meeting all the qualifications, they are very proud of what San Francisco has done. I still have family here. Um, I still have uncles and aunties who live here um, and they were born here. Um, and so I wanna say congratulations um, and I will be there on the 19th. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any members of the public? Wonderful. Thank you for attending. Good evening. Uh, my name is Harrison Combs. I'm a student at the University of San Francisco. And I would just like to ask a few questions about the sort of the future of this endeavor. So for the interest of the Black community in general, I wonder how many of us really do, as a member of the public just stated, fall, like fail to meet these qualifications and fail to meet what we still feel we deserve. Now, when it comes to reparations, it never seemed to me understandable that it would be solely focused around economic empowerment in form of giving individuals money. I more so saw it as giving the race and giving our people an opportunity to build ourselves up in a better way. And that is through kind of that area of rejuvenation and getting people back to where they were, getting their housing back, getting places back for them, whereas oftentimes I feel the discussion is centered more around giving everybody their check and letting them go their separate ways. I wanted to know what everybody in this room thinks about that and thinks about the future of really building ourselves up as opposed to just giving out and doling out the money that we feel we deserve. Mm. 
Just let him know he's not allowed to ask. Thank you. Are there any, oh, welcome, thank you. Just before you speak, let me just make it clear. The reason we didn't respond to the young men is that when it's time for public comment, it's just one way. Um, we don't engage in the in, in the back and forth. So just to, I don't want them to think that we were ignoring um, the, the important questions that he raised, please. Hello, good evening. My name is Brian Santana. I have been a resident of San Francisco my whole life. And I would just like to make a public comment to thank all the volunteers in this committee. I really do appreciate your work and for there to be a place for black voices in the city. Now, I know I won't uh, qualify for this reparation, but I'm still really grateful that the older generation that I know that I grew up with, all the black voices and people that uh, who raised me in the city, um, I'm really grateful that you're fighting for them and I'll be standing right behind you guys. So once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any other members attend of the public attending in person who would like to participate in public comment on this item? Uh, you will have, I'm sorry, but because of the way public meetings work, we can only have public comment one time, one person on each item. Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, my name is Leontine Collins, and I am so proud of this committee. I was raised and born here in San Francisco all my life, have been abused by the school system, still have papers and records of that happening to me. And um, I'm so proud that this is going forward. But I would like to I would like for us to take a stand as they did in the civil rights movement. On that day that everybody that works in the city or county of San Francisco, or if you're in college or school, if you're African-American, walk off, walk back, walk here to City Hall for reparations. Let's make this a historic moment that they will never forget. So pass the word around. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any other members attending of the public attending in person who would like to comment on this item? Okay, now we will move to public remote public comment. Um, I would first like to call um, Dr. Marshall. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Chairman and committee members, thank you for the opportunity uh, to have, and I want to thank uh, Dr. Davis and her wonderful staff with uh, the Human Rights Commission to have the sessions around the city to answer uh, members' questions in the neighborhood. I attended the one in Lakeview last week, and we called it, I prefer to the only one a lot of people said uh, uh, Lakeview, doesn't matter what you call it. And in that neighborhood, my old neighborhood, folks feel disenfranchised. They feel left out of many things that happens, this happens at City Hall. However, last week they were very appreciative to having the staff from HRSC there answering their questions. And I think, I, so I thank you for it. I say, Ashe to you. And I, we thank you for the books. That saw, there were a few copies of the a huge document, the reparations document. So I, I encourage you to have more of those um, documents at the very center so people can come at their leisure and pick them up and, and just sit down and, and read them and go through them. So I think we're on the right track. Um, you know, there have been a lot of some, there are some 
uh, issues in the press about reparations today, but I think we could, this gives us the wagon to keep moving forward. And I, uh, for me personally, I've said every time I come to these meetings, I think we all, the harm that was done to us, we deserve a cash payment have a system workout, uh, city workout some system. And when I want to approve that it doesn't take 10 years to even get the cash payment. And of course, that last, last week's meeting across, as David said, across the uh, city, um, our, our community want better education for all of our children. We want housing for everyone. We want jobs for everyone. So I think across the city, you, if you look at the notes, it echoes the same sentiments. But at the top of our list, is a cash payments. So thank you, Ashe. Job well done. Let's move forward to September 19th and pack City Hall. Wouldn't it be nice if not, that we're not only on the steps, but we are uh, arm in arm around City Hall on that day. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Marshall. Now I'd like to welcome Cheryl Thornton. And just a reminder that public comment is two minutes on this item. Hi, good evening. Uh, my name is Cheryl Thornton. And um, what I want my public comment is, is that um, I thought the tenderloin session was actually on the 17th, but I heard that um, I thought I heard that it was already held. So um, if so, I guess, I mean, I work in the Department of Public Health down in the public clinic and we did not, unfortunately, I, we weren't able to outreach to the people that live there that are um, residents. And number two, I wanted to say we need more mental health in San Francisco, access to mental health. Our youth really need mental health. At, that's at the root cause of a lot of their problems. And so I hope that, I just want to emphasize that, that more mental health access is needed. Thank you. Um, thank you. And um, we will put up a slide later that shows that there is another um, engagement meeting in um, the Tenderloin, uh, and that will be on the next item. Um, now I'd like to welcome Malik Seneferu. Sorry about my mispronunciation. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Uh, good evening, good afternoon, everyone, uh, distinguished panel. Uh, you know, um, as we know, the main sentiment of the day is cut the check. Um, while we do have a great meeting, we do have great, a great, this is a great event that we're even talking about it. But I think the ultimate thing is, is that uh, to not keep us in purgatory, we must, uh, I, I think this is uh, well overdue is too cheap to say. Uh, I appreciated the poem and everything, but I just think that we've already been singing and moving in that manner. And I would like us to keep doing that. But I, I think the payment, you know, I think the, the further we go, we, we're losing youth, we're losing people. And we've been constantly dealing with hemorrhages in our communities uh, because of the very fact that we have uh, served and have gotten nothing from it. So, I mean, if we're expecting people to vote, we're expecting people to show up and and, and be good to the society and, and, and be good to our communities. I mean, we need to repair, we need to repair. And, and the first repair is the financial damage that has been done to our community over the years. I'm sure everyone here and everyone on this call uh, understands that. I have youth with me that are listening. 
and uh, uh, some of them have a lot of questions. I, I can't put them on asking questions, but I think the major thing is for them to hear this because we have elders who are expecting it, you know, and then should we have them pass on and not have it? So I, I just think I love the conversation. Yes, let's keep the conversation, but let's cut the check off the top. Thank you. Thank you. Now I'd like to welcome Dennis Williams. Good evening, everyone. How are you doing? My name is Mr. Dennis Williams of D5. I'm also a real estate developer of DC Williams Development. I would like to thank the committee and everyone that's been on this for like the several last several years, excuse me, and everyone in attendance. Um, although I like the progress that we are making, I definitely feel that the cash awarding is most needed aside from all the other things as far as education and different things. I think if we give people the ability to make their own decisions, pretending to them and their families and don't take that right away from them, I think that'll be um, greatly appreciated citywide. Also, as a real estate developer, I find nothing in there, or maybe you guys can enlighten later on, but we have to be able to build in our city. Billions in the real estate, real estate um, sector is leaving our communities as we redevelop everything from Visitation Valley, Sunnydale, Patrail Hill, Hunters Point and now to Fillmore, where I stay. And we're losing um, money, losing, we don't have lucrative contracts from the city, as well as partnerships. And as we're, as the guy just said, we're losing our youth, right? Um, where's the hope and motivation when they don't see anyone like them in some of the higher um, levels of, of business, especially in our own communities? We should be allowed to rebuild our black historical communities citywide. That's what will allow us to have job training, on-site job training, employment for the youth of all ethnicities, not just black. So, uh, and that will, as statistics say, will help reduce crime, which is rampant in our city, as we know. So jobs is the key, but not just mediocre jobs. We need jobs of substance. We have men and women in the construction sector, but no blacks to lead none of these sites. And it's egregious for hundreds of millions of dollars, billions to even leave and no millionaires or nothing is being made in the black community. It's a shame, thank you. Thank you for your comments. Now I'd like to welcome LaDonna Williams. Yes, hello, good evening, LaDonna Williams. Um, to get just right to the point, there should be five specific reparations demands that should be the priority. Cash payments, initial payment, $5 million, with ongoing maintenance payments in addition to that $5 million. Those payments should be tax exempt. Any reparations um, payments should be tax exempt down to the penny. Number three, descendants of formerly enslaved and the freedmen should be a, a protected class. Four, it should be a land back given back to Black folks, and I know they keep saying don't make it race specific, but it is race specific. To the black folks whose land has been taken, it must be returned. And then there should be an office in place to do this. Now, all of those other 100 or 200 other additional things that were named in there, although those are important social and civic issues, those are not reparations. When we, we don't have to reinvent the wheel, we see what others have gotten and even currently are getting again, like with the Native Americans. And I also tell folks, do your research and look at who was the original 
owners of this land, the Ramatouche, you look at and type in, what did they originally look like? Because they look nothing like what we see today that we're acknowledging. Those were original indigenous black folks. Also remember the board members talked about um, their families, these non-black board members, I guess it was Peskin and a couple of others whose families have received reparations and even attributed to their successes today where their grandparents and great-grandparents receive those reparation payments, ongoing payments till death. There was no excuse in that. They did not apologize for it and they did not include everybody else in it. It was specifically given to their people. Black folks should be the same. We are overdue these payments and these resources that have been taken Thank you from for your us. Comments, your two minutes has expired. Now I'd like to welcome Alicia Mayo. Okay, good evening, committee chair, vice chair, Dr. Davis, the Human Rights Commission staff, and all the students in attendance tonight. Um, if any of the members of the public miss the listening sessions around the city, you can uh, search on YouTube under San Francisco Reparations, and you should be able to find our recordings um, produced by Clarity Media. I am a proud um, storytelling and narrative shift cohort um, tasked with recording all of the listening sessions, and I'm uploading all of the interviews of the attendees uh, right now. So again, search uh, San Francisco Reparations on YouTube and you can find those interviews. I wanted to um, make sure I stay on topic here regarding the listening sessions. Uh, but one thing I do wanna add uh, to the list of asks or what I would love for the uh, committee to consider adding to the list, um, community access television and radio stations, similar to KTSF, Chinese television, um, and other public affairs, television and radio is needed and necessary so that we can continue to share information and news specific to our community. And because we are so little, we definitely have to have better uh, forms of communication to share our messages and information. So thank you for listening. Have a good night. Thank you all. Thank you. Now I'd like to welcome Mohammed Al-Karim. And I want to give, uh, she always give praise to the the freedom fighters in uh, Africa dealing with the French is as French is uh, is fascism, and uh, what we have in here now in America with this reparation, these people are fascists, and these people don't want to uh, submit. This is their agenda. It's a fascist state of mind. These are people. It's not democracy. But anyway, we all have to keep fighting this myth. But I just wanted to encourage everybody, you know, yeah, think positive. Even in the end, we might have to fight. But anyway, we don't want to try to avoid all that. But if we have to, that's what we have to do. Have a blessed day. Thank you, sir. Now I'd like to welcome Fanny Preston. 
hello, can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Well, thank you so much for providing me this opportunity. I will try to stay within my two minutes, but what I really, the bottom line is my message is that simply the fact that education is the one thing that has historically lifted African-Americans from one from, 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 from poverty into the middle class because it teaches you to think critically. And I'm talking about education in the broadest sense because as you know, plumbers and construction workers often make much more than, than, than teachers. So I'm just talking about any kind of advanced education, trade school, plumbers, I don't care what, but anything that will enable you to make a living that will support you and your families. So what I'm asking you is I would like to make sure it's open and public that on the 19th, uh, what, what the opportunities will be to do something like you're doing today, public comment. Just, just whatever is put it online or somewhere, but what do we have to do? But first of all, will there be public comment on the 19th? And if so, what the process is to get on the list? Thank you, that concludes my remarks. Thank you. Um, I will just say that every public meeting with agendized items has public comment attached to each agendized item. Now I'd like to welcome Jeffrey Greer. Can you hear me? Hello, can yes. you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, well, you know, in the interest of time, I'd like to echo what everybody else said, you know, cut that check. I've been saying it over and over. Um, this is a federal mandate, you know, 40 acres and a mule equals finance. They managed to pay everybody else out without any problems. They don't have a bureaucratic breakdown like they do with us, figuring out how to send somebody a check. They certainly don't have a problem collecting checks. So they can send a check and they can provide services at the same time. I'm sure they can walk and chew gum. So all of this uh, confusion and how we're gonna do it and it doesn't seem possible and oh my goodness, it's just so big. No, 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 that's Mac and drag. They should just go ahead and cut that check and provide the services. Um, and it's very important. They just got the releasing in the newspaper today, you know, uh, that 59% of Californians think that there should not be a cash payout. Well, I don't know who they asked, but they certainly didn't ask me. And um, uh, if they're going to make a study of that, perhaps they should poll some of the people that it is going to affect. So don't fall for the okie doke. Keep stay the course, stay on the mission. Reparations committee, keep doing what you're doing. Dr. Davis, you're doing your thing. Thank you. Thank you. Now, now I'd like to welcome Naj Daniels. Okay, good evening to the commission, Naj Daniels. I just wanted to say thank you for um, having a listening session in Patrol Hill. Sometimes we get overlooked when outreach is being done citywide. Patrol Hill seems to be just grouped in with D10 and we miss it. It's always in the Bayview. So thank you for bringing it to Patrol Hill. 
my 80-year-old uncle, who is a Black veteran, was able to participate in the meeting. He called me. He was excited. And I'm just grateful that we're engaging people who are not normally activated and speaking up. So I appreciate it for coming to Patrol Hill. Thank you. Thank you. Now I'd like to welcome Derek Adams. I see two Derek Adams with hands raised. This is Derek Adams. Can okay. you hear me? Yes, thank you. This is my, I was born and raised in, you, I was born and raised in San Francisco and I went to Bret Hart. I went to Longfellow and I've been forming uh, a reparation act for the last 20 something years. And what we need to have is we need to have reparations, a cash payout. We need to have medical, dental, vision, we also need to have uh, passports. We need to have passports and we need to have uh, travel mileage where we're allotted to go wherever we want for uh, this reparation act. We also need uh, a, act, a part of it to be where you are on an endangered species list because too many black people are being killed by anybody in, in this whole country. You can just kill a black person and get away with it. We, so now if we catch you on video or something like that, killing a black person, you go to jail for 30 years and then you don't get out. You, get, you don't have no trial. The other thing is, hold on, I got it written down right here, hold on. And then the other thing is the way we can pay for it, the funding. See, about they, they've been talking about they don't know how to pay for this, but you can pay for this through uh, the US government. Uh, they have all these reserves. They send in all this money to, for these wars and stuff. And then they can pay for it through these Fortune 500 companies. They need to pay us at least 10% of their um, annual gross revenue. We need to have international fees. People that want to come over here to the United States, for any reason, you need to pay a fee because it's all those people that they sir, let come. Sir, your time has expired. Thank you for your comments. Now I'd like to welcome Amir Bay. Can you unmute yourself? Yes, here I am. I'm Amir Bay. Derek Adams is my brother. I'm actually Eric Adams. I changed my name. I changed my name because these are old slave names. And I see that, um, you know, we're giving out all this money. We've done all these payouts. We paid to the Japanese. We've paid to Jewish people. We've paid to this. But nobody said this. We built this country. My ancestors built this country on their backs. Hanging, lynching, murder, rape, and all kinds of other atrocious things. And I'm like, we watch the news every day. 
No one ever says anything about us. It's always about somebody else. But we built the country, and nobody wants to admit that. You know what I'm saying? And that's not right. That's wrong. It's time to give up reparations. Do is do. Do the right thing. You know, and I'm just, I got a lot to say, but I can't put it all in a nutshell. But that's what it is. You know, give us our stuff. I'll tell you one thing real quick while I have my time. When I was a young kid, I grew up down the street. I grew up down the street from Candlestick Park. We need pre we need education from preschool to college. We need medical, we need college, we need all the things that you guys have taken from us. You took our language, you took our women, embarrassed our men, hung them, lynched them. I'll go over that again. And this is what we need. But it's what is wrong with us? Why? Because we brown people. Thank you for your comments. Your time has expired. Now I will welcome Monique L. Amin. Yes, thank you. I would like to take the time to um, thank everyone on the committee for your hard work and and show my greatest uh, gratitude and appreciation. I would like to speak up for our, our community because I feel like everyone always talks about we have a lack of money for reparations, but I also would like to bring to the um, attention how the insurance companies were able to make money off of slaves. Are they putting in the money for it? Giving money to refugees when they are need for uh, services coming from their countries. I just seen a whole group of refugees just rescued so why can't we get rescued and for free education free education no matter where we go for um, the discrimination that we have faced and not having the funds to get the education because of having our own corporations taken from us and burned down to the grounds also in need of medical and mental health services and forever for free for the rest of our lives Thank you very much. Thank you. Now I'd like to welcome Nasira Ajila. Hi, can you hear me now? Yes, thank you. Oh, thank you too. Uh, yes, this is Nasira Ajila calling from the Gambia. I just want to... Um, Asked why are we continuing to have these meetings for the past two and a half years? And I'm aware that the employees are getting um, finance as well as others are getting stipends. Is this a part of the reparation money? I was just concerned about that because this has been going on for some time. But thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Are there any other members of the public attending in person or remotely who would like to participate in public comment on this item? 
Okay, Chair, I do believe public comment can be closed. Thank you. Public comment, therefore, is now closed. Uh, members would welcome your comments, particularly those who um, were able to attend any of the sessions. Um, and let me, with that, just express my thanks and appreciation to you for, um, again, going out into community to welcome uh, input. Um, so thank you. Let's go to Member Barry, please. Thank you, Chair. I was blessed to be able to attend the Bayview uh, session at the Southeast Community Center. I do want to really give sincere thanks to the Human Rights Commission staff. They were well staffed. We had about four or five staff members, including Dr. Sai, present. We were able to do breakout groups, and it was a really beautiful experience. Um, one of the public commenters, say Fer, say Fer, always say his name wrong, but anyway, he did libations, so it was it was a it was a a nice vibe up in there. I want to say that the the subject, the topic that stood out the most was uh, economic empowerment, specifically cash payment. Oh, and thank you so much to all these students that came tonight. Oh, our hearts are warm to see your faces. September 19th, come down again at noon. <laughs> come down. Be at the new base. Uh, Marshall, don't come alone. The Riley, the Riley Marshall in the London community, bring everything black and brown on the campus. Everything. <laughs> Music and lunch. <laughs> right. Not loaded. Okay. Not loaded. Okay. See you Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you. We, yeah, that was beautiful okay. to see. We had for those online, we have a whole we had a whole lot room full of uh San Francisco students from USF. And um it's beautiful to see all these black faces. Um, but back to what uh like I said, specifically cash payment was what was emphasized the most. And folks did have a lot of questions about whether the city would use taxes that they receive to pay for reparations, also the reverse end, if um, the reparations itself would be taxed, that was a, a big concern. Other than that, um, we discussed at this session, and perhaps other members might have some input on this. I know at the beginning of this meeting, Dr. Davis mentioned that the recommendations are done and it's true our final report is done but i was under understanding that they were the, just that recommendations they're not legislation and that when we hopefully the mayor releases the funds for the office of reparations that legislation and negotiations will be taken place Perhaps they want to give us more than $5 million each, you know. If that's written into legislation, it would be up to us to argue, no, we want to keep it at five, or, yeah, let's go ahead and bump it up to six, you know. Keep going. Right. So I, we definitely, I think, can conversate and, and advocate and not let it be an end-all now that that report's done that we will not be able to influence the Board of Supervisors and the mayor on any new recommendations or how recommendations can be um, done. And also, um, there is still concern about eligibility from some people in the public. 
So again, I don't know if that's something that could be negotiated later because it's not written in stone, but we just recommended what eligibility should be. And then I want public to remember that this is San Francisco rep, uh, reparations, that there's also a state level reparations. And one day, maybe the federal will start their committees. Other than that, um, that's all I had other than to ask if any members had any uh, discussion on recommendations versus legislation. Was that meeting at Southeast or um, it was? I thought we wasn't having one at Southeast. No, that was at oh, the Y. You're right. That you're was right. at the Y. I stand corrected. It was at the YMCA. I, I apologize. Definitely. Thank you. All right. Let's go to Member Landry. Yes. So I echo. I was there. I, I, well, I attended three um, community engagement sessions over the last 10 days. Um, the first one at the YMCA with Gloria and Letitia Irvin, which was an excellent meeting. And thanks to the HRC staff. Everyone tell me the food was great. I didn't, I didn't eat the food. However, <laughs> yeah, um, to me, it was, uh, it was good to hear that the community, you know, still believe that all this work is not in vain. And when it comes to policy, I, I, I did explain to a few community members that, you know, we, we, we got, we got to remember all laws or policies is, can be challenged. So you always hear me talking about the litigation part, but that's what we engaged with when it came to reparations tax, because a lot of them was concerned on what do that looks like or in terms of are we going to be double taxed. Uh, and, and then I attended the second uh, community engagement session, which was at um, Honey Arts Studio, is that studio? Yeah, over in the Fillmore area. And that was absolutely a wonderful meeting. Um, Thanks to Star, she helped me facilitate. <laughs> and it was a lot of people that we knew, but it went very smooth and we was able to engage with people um, and explain to them that about, a lot about the community um, session meetings that we have and why, you know, we need to get them in before uh, September 19th because some were saying, are we rushing? Um, then the last uh, community engagement session I attended was in the Tenderline. Um, and that went well too. And thanks to Freddie um, Martin, he hosted a meeting. I helped him out. They say the food was delicious there too. <laughs> and um, one of the things and, and it, that I love about these community engagement sessions is that we're just listening to the community. I'm not there to give no big old speech or anything. And as everyone know, that volume of the reparations is pretty thick so a lot of them just wanted to know the basics and we kind of geared them towards either the executive summary or to do a little bit more um i mean just basic you know uh um uh, what, what was that the paper we was handing out the um the like the not the uh points but we was handing out some notes to the community so that one went well too and i just again want to just uh thank the community for showing up uh, for the uh, those who help facilitate, like the NCLF and Ain't No Jive, I Want My Five, Mr. Washington. <laughs> and it was great. It was a great session, and uh, kudos to everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Um, someone's button. That's you? Okay, please, sir. Pulled up my name. Like, I didn't. Yes, I got your 
Um, so I attended the one in the Western edition at the Honey Art Studio, and I really talked to most people about things related to youth, like education and stuff like that, but also like internships for youth during the summer. And I know one thing that was brought up by somebody that worked for Collective Impact was that um, they were like concerned about civics because like we kind of see that in our community that people do not vote at all. They don't register register to vote. And so like it's kind of like people are misinformed about just like our governmental systems and they were worried about if school is actually teaching that mm. like I don't think people they like they identify how people do not see people in our community don't see voting as important like if I don't vote like nobody's going to worry about me even though voting is important because whatever who we vote for they're voting for how our lives are going to be for like the next couple years in their term and also I talked to somebody about um like how due to the increased living costs of San Francisco, parents have to, they're kind of more disengaged with their students. So they don't know what's actually happening, happening with them during their education and kind of like how education is, is at is all time low because school is teaching kids how to do things instead of how to understand to do things. So they wanted like more, especially with the Afrocentric school of how to understand things like, our history, not just slavery, but like the introduction of Black studies in the United States, um, vaudeville, Black vaudeville and stuff like that. Like they want to understand that more instead of, because that's mostly taught at a college level. Like they want that in schools. Um, one thing, I also talked to somebody from the SFMTA and they were like kind of interested in how city departments can expand their internships for, for um, youth for through opportunities for all so yeah excellent thank you very much okay in the queue to speak in terms of members we're going to go to reverend brown and then to member cunningham and then vice chair hollins and then member brown yes sir go ahead thank you mr chairman members of the task force i am uh, looking at this matter at this juncture at two levels. Number one, at our listening session, overwhelmingly so. And they're up to, to about 85 to 90 in attendance in the Western Edition, a mixed of educators, faith leaders. We even had the superintendent there and his senior staff. The health department was represented. And we heard fellows who were involved in housing, and economic development. Across the board, they spoke well. And it's very interesting to me that the overriding concern was education, education, education. And I have the notion that they must have recalled that our ancestors, even in enslavement, dared to even dig pit schools 
out in the woods. Well, they had such a thirst for learning. And those pits, you can check out a young lady up at Harvard University, Sister Williams, who wrote this book on pit schools. By candlelight and by kerosene light, they learn how to read and write by reading the Bible. Number two, there was another iconic black leader named Reverend John Meacham of Virginia, who was enslaved, ended up in Virginia, from Virginia. He fled up to Missouri back in the 1840s. It was against the law in the state of Missouri for a black person even to read or to write. And anyone who dared to try and teach them would be beaten or locked up. But what did Reverend John Barry Meacham do? And you can Google all of this. He was a master carpenter. And he built a school on a steamboat and they pedaled over to Illinois. There was a free state. And it was there on that boat that he established the first institution for higher learning for blacks in this country, in the state of Missouri. And what did that become? Lincoln University. I just cite this little piece of history not to keep you stuck back there, but to say our ancestors have always had a passion for education, but the enemy didn't want us to do that. For any Negro who was smart and trained was a dangerous one. And when you look at this city and county of San Francisco right today, Who's at the bottom of the well when it comes to education? Black children, nobody else but us. And you can't argue with the facts. Even the superintendent didn't know that we had spies out there. We discovered that he had a plan to close several schools in Bayview Hunters Point. Did y'all know that? But at that meeting, that listening session, we shut him down. And at the subsequent meeting last Tuesday, what happened? They took it off the agenda. Why did you take it off the agenda? Because we were strategic and we knew how to move and to press the buttons. And then on top of that, the president of the board and the superintendent called me and profusely apologized for permitting that item to be on that agenda without engaging this black community. So education is very important. Number two, we heard a lot about health. If we are the sickest people in this town and in this nation, it becomes a mute question as to whether or not you're gonna even be able to get your five million ace. You may not live 
but we're dying dead before the de deadline of strokes, heart trouble, cancer, and even this violence is becoming a health issue according to the experts. So, well, coming up on the 25th, they're gonna change the date because of the Jewish holiday, but there's already scheduled with Dr. Colfax, a session involving black health educators to expand wraparound services for mental, physical, and environmental wellness for this black community. That's something that ought to be expanded under the rubric of reparations. Reparations. And the next one that kept coming up is economic empowerment. Economic empowerment, right now, that's low-hanging fruit. Look around this town right now. I'm talking about today. Who's getting these major jobs in one area to improve the infrastructure? You don't see us operating that big equipment. Those are big jobs, the big money. They see us every now and then holding up a sign. Well, if we're talking about reparations going forward, with that bureau that we're going to have to have oversight of it, we ought to be like white on rice, as they say in Mississippi, to make sure that this city does not lend out any more contracts, that we don't get our fair share. And we're not talking about anyone else's share. We're talking about our fair share. We're talking about equity and parity. But you have folks in this town who even against that so that wherever their contract, wherever their economic opportunities, we ought to make sure that that's a part of reparation for the summum bono, the common good, everybody. Well, it doesn't profit us anything if we are gonna give some fat, rugged capitalist opportunities and we become like these other capitalists the 2% of this nation, where are we now? Majority down at the bottom, including poor white folks. So it ought to be whatever we're doing for the good of the family, the family, and not anyone excluded at the table. Fine, I could say more, but finally, we still got to save the Fillmore. I'm going to say that until I die. Why? Because that has represented us, not just historically, but it bespeaks the fact that if in a culture or society people don't see you, that's the reason why that John Steinbeck said in his writing, Grapes of Wrath, I wonder how many people in my lifetime have I just looked at, just looked at, but I did not see. Did not see. In this town, they have not seen us. They just looked at black folk. But when we had the thriving Fillmore back in the day, y'all have heard it, I don't need to recite all of it, where we had a sense of connection and we had thriving business, they saw us. But now we come to the point that they don't see us. 
They just look at us. But reparations ought to include having a revitalization of that heritage building with us there in charge, making money, and being a presence and a group to contend with. If they got Chinatown over there, why don't we have Yoruba town, a Swahili town? If they have Japan town just spitting distance from the Fillmore, why can't we have our town, our watering hole? So it would do us a great disservice if we talk about reparations and we don't revive South Central Los Angeles, 14th Street in Washington, D.C., Sweet Auburn Avenue in Atlanta, Georgia, Ferris Street in Jackson, Mississippi. There ought to be the revitalization of a place where we can celebrate our culture, our gifts, and what we have to offer. So, I end by saying, folks, I have to stop misrepresenting my position about money. But I have enough sense to know at 82 years old that that prophet Jesus of Nazareth did say, man or woman shall not live by bread alone. Alone. You got to have bread, money plus. Or else it ends up being a matter where we will create the sin. Hear me now. Whereas the statistics says that we may have some money and we got more than other little nations around the world that our gross national product, trillions of dollars, but how long does the dollar stay in our community? Six hours. We spend it going to other places and some of us, not all of us, spend it on bling bling. And as Vernon John said down there in Alabama, before Dr. King got there, if you want to see a sign and evidence of perpetual motion, sell a Cadillac car to a Negro and tell him to park it somewhere. Um. We ought to have some land and know how to use that money and keep it in our community to build our communities. So uh, I think I've said enough, but we're not against money. But if you're gonna get money, honey, you got to know how to organize and strategize to get it. Well, this Board of Supervisors has already said, even when we back in March got there and said, cut the check, cut the check. When, they, when we went into that chamber, what came out of their mouths? Mm -hmm. They said, we support reparation because <laughs> my mama, my grandmama got it to but. Yep. And in English, whenever there's a, that but, it cancels out everything before. And that's why, but even before the 19th, Mr. Chairman and my fellow members of this task force, we all need to talk to every one of those supervisors. Look them eyeball to eyeball and nail them down as to whether or not they really support reparations. And if they don't want to give the cash, we say we want to, we deserve it. But if they're going to steal sandbag and say, no, we ain't got no money because of the budget, 
we ought to be able to say to them, well, what are you for? And if you can't show that you are for something, you will give credence and evidence to the fact that San Francisco is just as racist, mean spirit against black folks as they are down in the deep south in red states. So we got work now. Our task is just beginning because even after we present this report and their board accepts it, there still has to be lobbying, pushing, and practical deliverance. And we should not let this baby go. We got to burp it, pat it, until we develop it. And I think that we do that and stay on the case, brother Ace, we will end up with something for the good of the people. And we will be able to smile on what we will have done, not just for ourselves, but for oncoming generations. Thank, thank you, Reverend Brown. Uh, okay, we're gonna go to Member Cunningham, Vice Chair Hollins, Member Gwen Brown, and then Member Carter. Member Cunningham. Thank you. Um, hi to everybody. Um, I want to talk to the point of I was at the Mega Black meeting, which was at um, Victoria Victory Hall over there on 360 Rich Street. Um, I did have the wrong time, so I arrived quite late, but I did want to give some information from what I did here. Um, thank HRC staff, um, Dr. Davis, as well as Shakira, who was there. Um, Dr. Sae, I think is how you say her name. Um, <clears throat> And they were given some information regarding on main points. I just wanted to tell you, speak to people who um, may be able to be in uh, present on the 19th or not. So whether you're there or not, I think it's very important that you hear what I'm about to say to you. It's a good chance that um, they're going to cut our minutes from two minutes to one. I'm saying this. No one has told me that. Um, and if they do that, like they did in, what was it, March or April, where we met, um, it's a good chance you won't be able to get your whole points together. So I think it's important for you to email your points, which can be quite lengthy if you want. There were people who wanted to speak to specific um, things that uh, Shakira gave. It was a thing. I can't remember the three of them. Well, something was I know, I feel, and there was another one. And Dr. Davis, you can chime in on that third one. When, you, when I finish, if you like, <clears throat> but speaking to, we have, you know, quite a bit of recommendations and we don't need 200 people to get up there and say, cut the check. Cause honestly, like they're going to hear that. But if there's some recommendations that really speak to your heart, like one of the other members talked about education, also health, these things are very, very important. And although there are some people who will not qualify for the $5 million, there are a lot of recommendations that Black folks will qualify for it. I think it's really important for people to look at the full recommendations so you can see which ones speak to you and really tag team on those. I do recommend if you can be in person and email that you send your very lengthy email to all of the board of supervisors <clears throat> and that you speak briefly in your one or two minutes to refer them to that so that your whole points can get across. I do concur on... Um, what Reverend Brown said is like continuing this, like we can all show up on the 19th and then everybody go home and relax and chill. But truthfully, you know, if you get 10 or more people and just go up there 
one day. <clears throat> you know, you got people on their Tuesday, people on their Wednesday in their faces, calling them on the phone, really lightweight, <laughs> friendly, harassing them, if you will. Um, that's going to be really important to really let them know how important this is. I also want to state that, you know, there was a $50 million ask for this office and it was knocked down to $4 million and it still has not been approved. So the goal is to get that approved. And there's a lot of recommendations that are going to go through that office. So there are going to be some things that um, won't happen. Right. And unfortunately, us black people have been harmed so much. We're trying to get everything in here. We're like throwing up all the issues <laughs> that we experience as a black people and unfortunately they're all they're not going to be met i hate to devastate those who think that we're going to get all of 150 plus of these recommendations it's not going to happen and with four million four million dollars two million dollars each year that's not a lot of money when you talk about building on an office trying to have all these recommendations go through those offices to get these things done so i will say you know go for go for what your heart speaks to you, put that in writing, including your the $5 million, if that's what's very important to you. There are a lot of things that are very important. And we do have to, to we, we need to get to the, to the meat and potatoes of the change. And um, this is a start, but don't get deflated. There are some things that were said tonight where you know people really haven't looked at these recommendations because they're saying some things that either are already in there or um, they're not really, they're not really clear on. So I just want to say that. Hang on, let me look at my notes one more time. Um, oh, yes, the mo one of the most important things, which uh, member Barry touched on is we need to bring this, this needs to be legislated by the Board of Supervisors and or the mayor. I highly recommend everybody put this in writing and speak to this. Please do not bring it to the people. As one of the guests said, you know, it's like a 56% um, out there in the community outside in the country to not give black people money. Guess what? That's just not outside of California. A lot of people don't want black people to get any money and or get recommendation rep reparations. So please speak to them actually voting. If they bring these topics to the people of San Francisco, every last one will fail. I just want to be, you know, very truthful. So please make sure you make it a priority to have the board of supervisors and or the mayor legislate this. So please put that in your emails, put that on your, when you leave a message with them, say that on the 19th, if you're able to be present, if you could be in the queue on the phone, that is really important because they can scapegoat this and say, hey, we're going to bring it to the people of San Francisco and see what they say. It's going to not pass. Okay. So anyway, thank you all for being here. Thank you for those who've been here from day one. Thank you for those stragglers who came in the middle and those who are just catching on right now. We really do appreciate you. We do not take this work lightly. And um, our goal and our prayer is that we um, Black people will be seen, heard, and given our apology, as well as reparations. Thanks. Thank you, Member Cunningham. Vice Chair Hollins. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, everybody. I apologize that I'm not there in person tonight, um, but I'm very excited and very encouraged to hear all of the public comment, um, everything that the members have said. I want to also thank uh, Director Davis, Dr. Sai, Joel, all the staff, Kathy, everybody who's been supporting the community engagement sessions. They were really powerful and I think very consistent with what we heard. Um, the priorities are, there are many of them, but 
no one is backing down on the need for us to get financial compensation. So I want to just make sure that um, we acknowledge that we hear you community um, and that this advisory committee and our entire community really needs to see ourselves as coming to City Hall to settle a debt. We are debt collectors. That is what we are doing. We are demanding that the city settle a debt and that they figure out how they do it. Um, and yeah, we do have to be mindful of our relationship and our strategy. Organizing does matter, which is why we need to have a thousand people at City Hall on the 19th. And I know we're all doing our part. I wanna thank all the members of the committee who have been sharing the flyers um, with their networks, um, working on getting the sign-ons and endorsements for reparations. That's also very important. We've heard uh, back from a lot of the coalition partners from across the city, <clears throat> excuse me, many of them um, who are allies and not in the black community who are gonna be speaking at the rally and standing up um, with us uh, at the rally on the 19th. So that's extremely important and equally important for all of our community to come out. So I just wanna you know, emphasize that um, there are a lot of different strategies and tactics that we have to use to keep the momentum behind the work that we're doing long after the committee sunsets. We know this is just the beginning of it. Um, people at the sessions brought up lots of different things that are happening right now. We've been hearing them for the last two years or more, um, but a lot of those same issues were brought up in the community listening sessions. Um, you know, the concern around education, the school closures, um, you know, the needs of our seniors, the, you know, the issues around housing, all those things. We know they're happening in real time and they won't be forgotten. And the question that came up a lot was, you know, so how do we keep doing this if there is no more advisory committee or board? So we know that there will be some new iteration at some point um, of community advising that works with the office of reparations. We don't know what that looks like yet, but I also reminded community and want to remind everybody who's listening here tonight that many of us, whether in our roles on the committee or outside of this, have been doing this work and will continue to fight and organize for the things that we know we need in our community. Even if we're not showing up as an advisory committee to a school board hearing or to a human services commission or um, to, to any of these other platforms where we need to be, it doesn't mean that we're not there. It doesn't mean that we're not organizing. It doesn't mean that we're not working together. And we have to continue doing that to deal with the things that are happening right now while we work on this plan, uh, these recommendations in a life. So it's a both end, it's not an either or. And I just wanna keep encouraging everybody to see it that way, keep leaning in. Um, I'm gonna close this by saying the most powerful weapon that we have is hope. So as long as we continue to believe and stand in front of this conversation and demand that it happens, it is happening, it will happen. It's not, it's not a future thing, it's happening now. So I just want to thank y'all. And um, I know there'll be more announcements later, but looking forward to seeing y'all on the 19th. Thank you. Thank you, Vice Chair Hollins. Uh, member Gwen Brown. Uh, good evening, everybody. Um, I sat in on the listening sessions at the um, Senior Center, Bayview Senior Center, um, as well as the um, IT Bookman in Lakeview. Um, and first, I just want to thank everyone that attended those meetings. Um, I was very honored to represent the ARAC at those meetings, particularly because um, most of the people that attended were seniors, Black seniors. Um, and so to, to hear them and to hear their enthusiasm and for them to show up um, and for us to be able to provide this in community, I think was extremely important for them to, um, have to, see, to see what was going on 
um, or to at least see the recommendations and have a chance to um, look at them for themselves. Um, in that spirit, I did get one request that I have to follow up with the committee on, which is um, IT Bookman requested 50, uh, 50 printed copies of the recommendations be placed at IT Bookman for community. Um, community there is already set up to pass those um, to pass out the the recommendations there are 400 pages um and you know we did mention there's a website we did mention there's a link um but i do want to honor and, and let the singers know that we heard them because they wanted printed copies and i think that's the least that we could provide for them so i just want to make sure that we we have that uh available for them at it bookman and also maybe we could circle back with um the baby senior center if that's something they would also like available for the seniors there thank you Thank you, Member Brown. Member Carter. Um, yeah, I just want to piggyback on um, on Rev Brown <laughs> comments, which I think was very powerful. Um, I'm from Bayview on this point. And I just want to say that for me, Filmo is absolutely important. I think it's important that we save all of Black San Francisco. Um, I feel equally passionate about Bayview as I do Fillmore, Lakeview, and any other um, community in San Francisco. So I think that's imperative. And right now we we so speckled out, I don't even know if, if it's in our favor to divide us right now. And then as far as um, your comment about capitalism, I just want to say that it's also imperative that we just can't, as a Black community, contribute to capitalism as laborers. We have to be entrepreneurs in this and we have and and that's my fight here. That's the seat that I sit on for small business. And we have to have business in San Francisco. Right now we have no black corridor. There is no black community without a black corridor. So that's what I want to say. And I hope that is heard. Thank you. Thank you. A member Martin, Freddie Martin. Uh, I took my hand down, but I will say I do appreciate the conversation um, and thank member Landry for uh, filling in um, to uh, present at the uh, TNDC, Tenderloin Neighborhood Development Corporation, um, was where we had one in the Tenderloin. And it was interesting because I expected more Black people, <laughs> but it was a mix. And um, I think that's a, a, a good thing in a way, because I asked everyone in the room what they thought um, about African-Americans getting reparations. And um, everyone said that they felt that uh, we do need reparations and that it's long overdue. So with the growing support across the aisles and across um, cultures for this I, I i was i was i felt good about that the intention was to also help people prepare for uh the public comments as it will only be possibly one um to two minutes uh regarding what people can say and i think that's really important because i know people have a lot to say um, so that is something that's going to be happening as well on September 17th at Glide um, in the, I think it's the last community engagement session, unless others are arranged um, for the day after that. Uh, and I, I do want to say that there were questions that came up. Well, there was one question in specific, 
And the question was regarding like, what are we fighting for? What's our main focus for what we're doing? Like, what is our call to action for people? My response and my answer was that everything that we have in the recommendations list is what we're fighting for. Um, I, I thought it was an interesting question because it made me think and it made others think about, well, yeah, like what do you really want us to focus on? Um, again, my response was what's in the executive summary at this point and the major, uh, the major bullet points. Okay. Yes, please. Director Davis, yes. Um, just a couple of things, just to, again, thank all the committee members for their um, support and participation. Um, we will definitely work on getting um, hard copies of the bound uh, report uh, to George Davis, as well as IT Bookman for our seniors. Um, member... Uh, Cunningham asked about the three points, which just made me think about um, Member Martin's um, comments. So, you know, in terms of some of the conversations and what we ask people to do to be really, you know, again, as Member Cunningham mentioned, one minute may be what it becomes, you know, depending on how many people show up and them trying to make sure to, to be able to hear as many people in uh, as short amount of time as possible. One of the things to be mindful of is that people need something very easy and quick to digest. And so one of the things that they did at the mega black meeting was to have people say, I am, and that idea of starting with who they are, being able to say, you know, we had a wonderful senior who set the house on fire with the way that she said, I am this, this and that. And, you know, she kind of went into it and put her hands on her hip and said all the things. And then um, about how long she'd been here, why she felt like she was able to speak. Um, I know they then went through the, um, the recommendations and picked one or two things that they knew from the recommendations to say, I know that recommendation number blah, blah, blah says this. Um, I think it's really important that we do this. And then I feel was this like their call to action to say, and I feel like you need to support this, or I feel like we've waited too long for this, like that kind of passionate piece. So those were the three pieces where people began to write out their talking points. The other thing was that we did for the longer conversation, the longer notes about how many things, um, really encouraging everyone to send an email, which they could blind copy and send to all the board of supervisors or to the mayor's office or to all the different places, but that people come prepared with their um, three things. They really asked us to give them something very succinct, something that they could look at and choose from without um, having to worry about fumbling through papers or figuring out, you know, which place to go to. So um, just wanted to share that. Yes, really, um, Member Cunningham was very clear in helping people think through, we need to all do some emails or, you know, I think it was mentioned earlier, walk the halls of City Hall and go to the different supervisors' offices and say something outside of the meeting time. And then also to be very have people with a note card that, you know, index card that like, these are the three things that I want to say, I am, I, I know, I feel, and um, that seemed to be something that folks could resonate with, um, or at least in the, the case of member coming, Cunningham, at least two of them, right? Like if they don't get all three, they get a couple of them or one, but they can move <laughs> through <laughs> it. So just wanted to share that. Excellent. Thank you very much. And so um, 
actually this bleeds into the next item. So we'll come back to it because we'll talk about the talking points um, and how to ensure that those are both available and, and, and then distributed. Okay, so I want to conclude this item then with just, um, again, confirming that we do have at least one more and possibly two more community engagement sessions. Um, one that is confirmed is on the 17th. Um, at 1230 at uh, Glide Church. Um, so again, all are welcome. And then Director Davis, you mentioned one other that could possibly. Again, I think the, the question is less around um, a more formal meeting, but just making sure that we have the ability to, whether that's we go out and speak with faces or connect with um, Drew Jackson or something, just um, the ability to make sure that we connect and um, let folks know in some of the other areas that we maybe haven't touched. As you heard from the people uh, in Patrol Hill, sometimes when folks have been overlooked, it means a big deal to at least have somebody pass through. So we're trying to figure that out. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Uh, with that, we will close item um, number four. Um, please call the next item. A discussion about African-American Reparations Advisory Committee presentation of the Reparations Plan to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors Committee of the Whole. This is a discussion item. The chair and vice chair will lead a discussion about presenting the San Francisco Reparations Plan to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors on September 19, 2023. Presentation by Eric McDonald, Chair, African-American Reparations Advisory Committee, Tanish Hollins, Vice Chair, African-American Reparations Advisory Committee, and there will be public comment on this item. Thank you very much. Um, let's go to public comment on, on this item. Uh, okay, and I'll remind everyone that public comment should be directly related to the September 19th meeting. Um, I would welcome anyone attending in person to participate in public comment at this time. You could approach the podium. Um, public comment is two minutes on this item. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank the committee because y'all did a hell of a job for two years. And the reason I could say that, I was around back when Newsom had the out-migration and uh, I videotaped every meeting that they had in the community from the beginning to the end. And Reverend Brown knows at the end of those, how those meetings was. Most of the committee say, Ace, Ace, don't show those tapes, please don't. And so I, I didn't show none of the tapes. But I think it would be a good thing is after this is over, the out-migration committee get together with this committee and some other committee, the other committee that they had and just get together and just go over some notes and compare little things. You know what I'm saying? Ace on the case would be there too, you know, <laughs> but yeah, we, we'll do that. But, but I just want to get back to one particular thing. <laughs> and I know you got a hundred recommendations. I care for all 99 of them. <laughs> but 99 ain't gonna bring me mine. No, no, I'm just playing. I speaking for my family. I got three generations under me. I got my kids, my kids, and my kids' kids. So I'm a great great grandfather, whether y'all know it or not. You know, I may look young and things, but I, I got kids and their kids got kids and they kids. Like Miranda will always talk about the three C's: my children's, children's, children. And I thank God I'm alive to talk about that because a lot of people is not. But I want mine so I can share it with mine. 
It ain't no jive. I want my vibe. Thank you very much. The camera. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, are there any other members of the public? <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm gonna really brief. I just wanted to uh, commend everybody here in this group. You know, I'm very proud of even the people I don't know to have the honor and the, excuse my language to have the balls to do what you need to do. You know, um, I'm from Petrero Hill. I come from a music family. My dad used to play up on the hill with Nancy Wilson, Delvis, Sarah Bond. What does that have to do with anything? All right, I was telling uh, Dan. I'm just very proud of this group. It's the money, okay, money's money. Money's utility, you know. Bitcoin is is uh, is Bitcoin. But it's it's a thing I think is so beautiful about this group is you guys have so much honor and you're not taking no for an answer. Because when you talk about, when we talk about people that that um, built the Golden Gate Bridge, carried railroad tracks, carried concrete, fell off bridges, da, da, da. It goes on and on and on. Many long stories. You know, we have a lot to be proud of. I mean, I'm not saying that uh, that you don't know that. But this 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 is a real fight. We, and we have to win it. You know, uh, it could be a lawsuit. It could be numerous things, but we have to have some contingencies and backup contingencies. And Dan, um, I'm very grateful to be part of what he has been involved with. Um, and as I went to the last event uh, on Fillmore and I saw the jazz sing, the jazz pictures, it reminded me of my dad, you know, and it isn't that your dad has to play trumpet. Your dad could have worked three or four jobs, went in the bathroom, watched the space, went to another job. You know, when they talk about entrepreneurs, our people were entrepreneurs. We worked in the morning, dug ditches. We smiled, came home, kissed our wife, wash dishes. We were entrepreneurs. We know what it's like to work hard. So we, we should never forget that, you know, so that's how I feel. And that's what I like to carry on. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any other members of the public attending in person who want to comment at this time? Okay, now I'm going to move over to remote public comment. First, we will call Fanny Preston, and please, this is just a reminder that this item should be related to the presentation at the Board of Supervisors. Fanny Preston, can you unmute yourself? Okay, apparently there might be some tough, no technical. Oh, Fanny, are you unmuted? Okay, we're gonna move on to Dr. Marshall. Dr. Marshall. Can you unmute? Okay, um, I am going to try Maddie Scott. We'll go back to Dr. Marshall. Maddie Scott, could you unmute yourself? Yes. Thank you. Um, I'm just grateful um, to everyone, to, to, to this committee, 
Um, all of you have done a fantastic job and um, so glad that you're here to represent um, our communities. Um, let's not, you know, divide our communities. The Black community is Patrol Hill, Baby Hunters Point, Fillmore, Tenderloin, you know, Visitation Valley, and Double Rock. So, yeah, we don't want to exclude those those other those other um, communities. Um, I just want to applaud uh, Dr. Brown and Dr. Davis for your comments um, on the re reparations and everyone else that um, spoke. Education is real key to me and entrepreneurship. When I came here in the 60s, um, as a teenager, Fillmore was thriving. It was thriving big with businesses, restaurants. We did everything on Sunday after we left church at Third Baptist. We went down to Fillmore Street. We had our skating ring, our movie theater, the cobbler house, our own black pharmacist. We bought our shoes and clothes right there in the same block next to Chicago Barbershop, all of those things. So we were entrepreneurs and was a thriving community all the way from California Street, all the way up to DeBose and Hate and Masonic and all in between, and especially DeVisadero. So um, San Francisco Board of Supervisors owes us um, for this time. And um, I like the idea that you have, um, Dr. Davis, about um, bringing the cards to each supervisor's office and we all should, should write a letter with everybody's signature on it, saying the concrete things that we want for reparations, because we're not gonna get everything, but at least say the main things that we want, which is education, um, healthcare, and equity. And everybody in the community signed that letter. Everybody, you know, get it signed from Patrol Hill to Hunters Point to everywhere and present it on. on uh, Thank you. Your time has expired. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to um, try to welcome back Dr. Marshall. Okay, we're continuing to have technical difficulties on that line. Uh, welcome to Dee Dee Hewitt. Good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you so much, all of you guys, for your hard work. Your immeasurable effort is greatly appreciated. I like to say with regards to the agenda item, I am Dee Dee Hewitt representing Shiro, the Sharon Hewitt Empowerment Resource Organization. I know my mother from the other side is giving you all a standing ovation. I like to say with regards to the 19th, September 19th meeting, is there a contingency plan? I joined the meeting late. Worst case scenario, I'm, I'm hoping that they cast a vote that is memorable in our favor. But in the event that we do not successfully get that vote, what is the contingency if it hasn't already been addressed? What is the recourse? There are several avenues that can be pursued and I'd like someone to address that if possible. Also, I'd like to note for the record that the effort should not be exhausted there. If there isn't a contingency plan, then we need to put one together. Thank you very much. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. I'd like to try um, Amir Bay. Welcome back. Hello, yes. 
and this is Amir Bay. This is Amir Bay. This is Amir Bay right here. And we're wondering about how we can make sure that we can get the the reparations act going. And a lot of people think the funding is a problem. The funding needs to be done in a certain way. The U.S. government needs to pay some of this money. The Fortune 1500 companies need to pay some of this money. International fees where people that's coming over here, they letting people come to this country for free and don't do nothing. And they gentrify them over black folks. They put them over the black folks and in our neighborhoods, all the neighborhoods, Double Rock been changed, Fillmore been changed, Betrayal Hill, all of these neighborhoods where we grew up and made it viable. They done took that and gave it to other people. That needs to be repaired. So part of that needs to be re repaid by people who want to come over here. They got to pay into the African-American Reparation Act Fund. Also, uh, lotteries. The lotteries of the whole state need to be paying into the Reparation Act. Also, people who are turning 18, when you get to 18 and you have to go register to vote, you should pay $200 into the African-American Reparation Act Fund. Excuse me, sir. I just want to remind everybody that this part of public comment is specifically related to the meeting on the 19th and strategies about the meeting. Well, that's what I want to present on the 19th. I want to say that on the 19th. I, I'm really going to show up for that. Also, um, I, I just want to make sure that we understand that they're the, the they keep saying the funding. Oh, we don't know how to pay this. We don't know how to get the money up. This these are the, the ways that I'm saying that the money can be paid where nobody's suffering because all of San Francisco they collect these taxes. They do the, all of this stuff and collect this money and they sending money out to everywhere to prevent from paying reparations and it's not fair to the black folks who have suffered. My grandma died at 68 because she Thank worked you at the for your comments. Your time has expired. Now I would like to welcome Malik Senefaru. Peace, power, and creative prosperity. And uh, much love to all my people in there. You know who you are, everybody there. I love you. Uh, just want us to remember the Black Panther Party, and that's something I would like us to bring the 10-point program as we talk about reparations. Uh, I've been a child thinking about reparations and being a part of uh, developing uh, skills and ways where we can be able to talk about reparations with our children. Uh, I want us to remember, you know, the, the idea of this is that no other culture has had to come to court about reparations. We are the only ones that have had to come and beg and plead and plead and do backflips and do amazing things to tell them that we deserve money. And the thing is, is that the United States government is allowing this to happen because they know it's owed to us. But the issue that they have is that they don't wish to incur uh, those uh, funds where there would be black communities doing well and more well than the community they expect to be um, dominant. Uh, so I think as we are coming on upon a check, I think we should remember the 10 point program of the Black Panther Party of Self-Defense. I think it would help us to uh, 
clearly look at this. We have a whole bunch of uh, brothers that I uh, worked with back in the 80s when I was in high school. And we, we I even cut school and went down to the um, events they had down on, Paul, on um, Powell Street where they, we talked about black reparations. And at one time, you know, people didn't believe it was possible. Now we're having the actual discussion and this is a time for us to really get into it. Um, I'm, I'm gonna try to head a few uh, murals around the city that has to do with black reparations. If anyone would like to help me, that would be great. But I think that uh, we need kiosks talking about this because this is gonna be the thing moving forward after the check. So I always say cut the check and then some because uh, reparations is really about repair and we need a lot of repair but on top of that we need something thank to move forward with. thank you thank you for your comments your two minutes has expired now I would like to try to welcome back Dr. Marshall and and just a reminder that this public comment is directly about the September 19th presentation to the Board of Supervisors Okay, I do not see that Dr. Marshall is able to connect. Fanny Preston. Uh, yes, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Uh, yes, I'm afraid that I stepped away. So I had my questions answered with my previous comment. And the, and the I am going to, what I am going to do is take up the suggestion about writing my comments in email. And then in my remarks, I will re refer to them. So thank you for that email address. And also to state at the very beginning, uh, probably in my email, uh, who I am. And just for your information, my name is Dr. Patty Wiley Preston. I was the former, I just retired Dean of the School of Education at St. Mary's College. So I've had my questions answered. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I do see Stick Brodnax. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. I just want to congratulate you, you all, the committee on the reparations committee, that I noticed one thing. Most of all of you all have really, really stayed together and seem like you all are all on the same page, which is beautiful. On the 19th, that's the way I would love to see you all even get even closer in what you're doing. Because if we stick together as one, then we we can we can we can do this, but we have to we have to stay together, stay on point on what we want to do. Don't get away from the prize, and you know what that prize is, and I know what it is. It's been hitting me for seven eight years almost. So let's stay with the prize. My real name is Sammy J. Brownlight. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
Uh, I would like to welcome uh, someone titled Mr. Black American. Um, we can't hear Mr. Black American on Zoom right now. Um, I will go back to you and hopefully we'll be able to repair that connection. I see a Moto G Stylus 5G with the hand raised. Can you unmute? Okay, we're not able to hear. Yes, I'm right here. Wonderful, thank you. Yes, I wanted to also talk about some of the things that we had, the problems that we have in the Bayview area and all up and down that corridor where uh, people there. have died from cancer there, there's another item you can comment on um, following this item called general public comment on items not on the agenda, but we need to focus on set the September 19th presentation to the Board of Supervisors as agendized. That's what I want to present because some of this is because this reparations in San Francisco, think about how they did all the radiation and the scandal over there. My grandmother passed away when she was 68 years old. She worked over at that shipyard and got cancer. My mom worked at that post office right there on Evans Street. She worked at Rankin Annex where all that debris and uh, uh, all of the stuff that was left over from the war, they were there. And so that chimes in with the Reparation Act. And that needs to be addressed too, because we keep on going through these things. They, We know that we have been, as a black people only, that's what we're talking about. The, the the people that was left over from the slave trade and all the uh, descendants of that. That's who we're talking about. And it was a migration to the San Francisco Bay Area to work in the shipyard and do all of those things. And as a result, a lot of people got cancer. A lot of people died early in these early years. And, and, and not only that, we need to understand that there is a way that this can be paid. It's not what they keep saying, oh, we don't know how to pay this money. This money can be paid through the different uh, ways that we have. And one of them is through the the, the metropolises and large cities. Your comments, two minutes has expired. Now I'd like to welcome Maurice Hudson. I do not see Maurice unmuted. Now I'd like, we will try Alicia Mayo. Okay, thank you for taking my um, comment here. This is a comment for people who are tuned in virtually. If you can call in and, and, and get your two minutes in and make your comments out of order and stay on and continue to keep going like this. You can also 
tune in on Facebook and have a senior that you're talking about in your family or have a family friend or a neighbor alongside with you that you can educate since you know all of this stuff, educate your neighbors, educate your family about what's happening. Tune in virtually, sit down with them and explain things to them. Some young people in your family, some nephews and some nieces, get them off the streets and hanging out and, and, and acting crazy in the malls and, and all the stuff that the kids are doing in the streets. Get them to sit down next to you, holler at them. Tell them about these meetings. Sit down and explain to them the history of, of discrimination and, and injustice in San Francisco so they can understand what happened before they got out there and started acting a fool. Or I'm sorry, I'm just frustrated. So much of this work has been done. Hours spent, long nights and days sitting on on live streams, running this information, explaining stuff, and to hear people tuning in and yelling out of turn and stuff is ridiculous. We need to get focused and realize this is real. This will affect our children. We need to get them kids off the streets and try and settle our seniors so they can die in peace. Thank you for your comments. Your two minutes has expired. Okay, we will try the three commenters that, or sorry, two commenters whose hands have been raised, but we have not been able to connect to their audio. First, I will try Maurice Hudson. Okay, we're unable to connect. Now I will try Dr. Virginia Marshall. Okay, I'm sorry, it's not connecting. And um, Mr. Black American. Have you heard? Yes, sir. Have you already provided public comment on this item? I have not, ma'am. Okay, thank you. If you would like to comment now is a good time. Gratitude to you, uh, to the chair and uh, committee members. Thank you so much. Um, you all, oh, actually, may I introduce myself? Yes, Mr. Black American. Um, I can also be uh, acknowledged as Brother Carrie. Um, I just want to give you guys gratitude and blessings on being on a precipice of financially freeing my people there in San Francisco, AKA the city. Uh, and when I say my people, I mean Black Americans. Uh, I have ties there to San Francisco. Um, my sister, she's sitting right there in the audience, Kanji uh, Anzi, um, we know Aziaya. Uh, so I would definitely, as far as um, September 19th, um, I'm, I'm so honored and grateful to meet you all. And I will be thanking you and give you my gratitude face to face. Thank you, Chair, and to the committee members. Thank you. We did it. I'll end there. Okay, thank you. Um, Chair, I do not see any new callers who would like to participate in public comment at this okay, time. Okay, thank you very much. Well, public comment is now closed on this item. Um, so members, very briefly, 
um, uh, what we're planning um, kind of structurally, and that's too big a word that I need, but um, as an outline is um, we will make, um, as we did at the March hearing, we will make a brief presentation. What will, what we will summarize and, and, and focus on in the presentation period of it will be um, to kind of chronicle all of the inputs that we've received. Uh, we'll get the data that staff is now crunching as well um, around the community engagement um, sessions. Um, we will share some of the anecdotes of, of quotes, um, not a lot, but but again, just to give a flavor for what we've heard from community. Um, and then we will conclude with, um, as you saw in the executive summary, we'll conclude with highlighting those particular um, recommendations. So I'll stop there um, and certainly invite any questions um, that will flow from that. Start, please. I call to like not focus mostly on the cash payments because I feel like mainstream media, especially like this article that we all have, kind of focuses on cash instead of like the systems and harms, well, the harms from the systems. And they, I feel like focusing mo mostly on cash payments will kind of like give the impression that Black people only care about the cash instead of like having an Afrocentric school, having like, programs for home ownerships and stuff like that. Excellent. Thank you very much, Member Barry. Yes, I had a question about um, when we present, after, rather after the presentation and after all the public comment, what specifically will it be like last time? Will the board then do a vote on? We don't know yet. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from President Peskin on that. That certainly will be our ask. Our ask of them will be to take action. Thank you. Yeah, that would have to be at, through the chair. You'd have to do that before, because if it's not agendized, they won't be able to. So we would need them. If it's listed as just a discussion item, they would not be able to take a vote or do anything. Thank so you for raising to make that. that decision. I think by Friday, by Thursday. So if they haven't. Um, if by Thursday they don't say that it's an action item on the agenda, then all it will be is um, a, a presentation discussion. and discussion. Okay, thank you. I will follow up tomorrow. Thank you very much. Uh, Member Carter. Yeah, thanks for flagging that. We want to make sure that it is an action item and that we're not there for just another discussion. Um, and yeah, I would love to see the presentation that we're going to present before um before the 19th, if that's possible. And we should at least have five things that, um, I mean, maybe based off our, our list of, of things that are important to us, of five recommendations. I think we, yeah, the, the cash is obviously getting a lot of press and it's a lot of pe people are in their feelings, but at the same time, we have to um, push that through. And it is important and people should feel uncomfortable about it because we've been uncomfortable for how many years in this country. So, but, um, but yeah, I think it's equally important that we do talk about other rep reparation recommendations that are important, such as um, the university, healthcare, home ownership and other things, but we have to address the, um, in my opinion, the cash reparations. Thank you. Through the chair, just yes. 
um, one of the main reasons that we wanted to have the um, be this have this presented before the commission on Thursday was to be able to share some of the information in um, uh, the presentation. So I believe that Joel is going to be working with the chair and vice chair on the actual um, document or the deck, and then I am hopefully going to be um, hearing back from the city attorney's office on a few things and be able to have um, the the presentation from the Human Rights Commission side of it. So just making that distinction that the, um, you know, I spoke with Supervisor Walton and there's an expectation that um, there's a presentation both from the committee as well as from um, the commission in terms of how we um, plan to move things forward. So hopefully, well, not hopefully, the, the, the intent is to present those on the 14th in order to have feedback um, before the 19th in case there are concerns or things that people would like to see changed. Thank you. Just one more thing. Are we able to prioritize what will we put in this? Um... So we, we created and we can circulate it um, an executive summary. And the executive summary has the priorities that each of the subcommittee leads identified. So, so it's already identified. So yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, Member Landry. Yes, yeah, so I think, you know, we pretty much will be able to get most of the recommend, not most, but the ones we prioritize, whether it happens from a formal uh, level or from just individuals testifying from the committee. We obviously, we should be able to articulate, um, especially those who was the community, I mean, subcommittee leads, um, even in one minute. <laughs> Um, somewhat, you know, what the people um, has been asking for over these last two years. I will say, though, uh, getting back to like uh, with Star Rays, when it comes to the money, I think emphasis need to be put on the uh, the wealth, you know, gap. Because there's a way we can present an argument without necessarily just focusing on a dollar figure. Because obviously, when it boils down to it, this city and country owe us for that wet, the wealth gap disparity in this country. And that's obvious, right? Uh, number two, I think, you know, and I don't know how if we have met with all the supervisors, and I apologize because I meant to call a few of them up myself, but I think that's key too to kind of get, you know, a response from them on exactly because each supervisor is going to be voting really based on their knowledge, their concerns and their own constituents. Because believe it or not, we're not the only ones calling them <laughs> and sending them emails and, you know, and, and this threats of lawsuits and all this whole type of stuff pending. So we just got to be really mindful that we have time still to get in their head and brain and kind of figure out you know, like they say in public speaking, know your audience and know what your audience is really, you know, um, looking for. So I think if we we stay there, we'll be able to cover um, most of the the prioritized uh, recommendations, notwithstanding the full recommendations that will be presented in print mode. Thank you. Thank you. Member Barry, did you have anything else? I did, but if um, member. Vice Chair Hollins, does she have her hand up? 
because I wanted to address the rally as well. Um, I don't know if she has her because I, I can't see who. Oh, she doesn't. Well, I just wanted to mention, don't forget before the hearing is the actual rally at noon and that um, we have a lot of diverse speakers that are allies. I like to call them partners that are going to be speaking. We also have music production and um, uh, something I think that also should be highlighted. Each person is going to come with their own story and what means the most to them. But a pastor at our listening session mentioned that not only should we should we articulate our harm, we can also express how much reparations will benefit folks, how much it will benefit the city, how much it will take a load off the budget that's spent on disparities because of how we've been disenfranchised. And also that we need to also emphasize that the Office of Reparations budget has been approved and we need to get the mayor to release those funds so we can get that office going to start executing our recommendations. That's it. Thank you very much. Star? Yeah, I agreed with um, Member Barry and also Member D um Daniel um said about kind of like <laughs> sorry kind of said about like why the reason why we should give cash payments like I do agree that cash payments is important but I feel like given the reason why like that most like like we need this in order to improve the city overall not just black folks but like to everybody else within the city to like kind of improve our conditions for black people, but everyone else. Um, I also, for the testimony, well, for the presentations, would they show like some of the testimonies that I know both sides of the conversations re recorded from the community engagement sessions? Because I know they did some videos and stuff with people in interviews. Director Davis. Yes, so both um, Clarity Media, um, Alicia Mayo, who spoke earlier, and both sides of the conversations did pictures and videos from the different sessions. And um, we'll circle back with um, Vice Chair Hollins, who requested some of that to figure out. Um, I think our, our plan and our hope is to use those um, and have them transcribed and be able to use that um, as in print as well. But we also want to figure out how to use them um, moving forward. But yes, that did did happen. Thank you. For the lantern. And oh, to um, the, through the chair, um, I think uh, when you spoke to the media two while back and you gave the analogy of um, the praise in the house, that was excellent. So if somehow, some way that can be again, you know, because a lot of times, you know, not that we in elementary or anything, but people like for the picture to be painted. And the way you presented that even to the, the media, I, all I could hear from people is that, wow, I didn't know that, you know, it was a, it was really a positive response versus the here the five million and people go buck wow and go crazy. And then it's all this negative stuff. So um, and then all of uh, uh, the should I talk about the petition uh, or is we going to put that in the chat because the petition still needs to be um, signed and if we could get people to help continue to share that, that would be uh, a beautiful thing. 
Um, so what, what we'd like, if I may, what we'd like is to have both res, both uh, signers of the petition as well as endorsers. We'd like to get folks to please continue to promote both of those. We want as many um both black folks and allies and organizations signing on so that when we again make our presentation, we can represent the masses um, that have declared their support for um, the reparations plan. So yes, please, please do that. Okay. All right, so we will distribute, um, uh, well, I'm sorry, as Director Davis said, we will, we are, planning to make a presentation to the Human Rights Commission on Thursday, um, in some ways a, um, in a, a dry run, if you will, uh, before the 19th. Um, we'll certainly share that deck um, as it is finalized um, over the next couple of days so that folks can see that um, five o'clock. So, uh, Vice Chair Hollins, are you still with us? She's not. Okay. Yeah, she wasn't feeling well. Um, so, so I will ask her to circulate that via email. She's been working on that. Um, no, it's not the agenda. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, share with everyone. Okay. Any other questions? Okay, excellent. So we will close that item then. Um, please, let's go to the next item. Item number five is general public comment on items not on the agenda. So members of the public may address the advisory committee on matters that are within reparations jurisdiction, but are not listed on today's agenda. Um, I do see one person, yes, who is would like to um, comment. Yeah. Hi, uh, good evening. My name is Keontae Clark and I reside in the Western edition. And I'm here today, um, listening to everybody uh, comment. And, um, you know, I'm hearing uh, all the good stuff you guys have to say. Um, one thing in particular I do want to comment on and piggyback off of was, you know, the um, the exact, like the the financial part of it, you know, the compensation. Um, I feel like, you know, well, me personally, I, I am a descendant, a direct descendant of a slave. Um, my grandmother, she migrated here from down south in the 1940s and she raised me you know um we um when she got here she had to move to uh army barracks you know and um that that were located in western edition and so i i ended up growing up there as well as my mom and you know my mom's brother my nephew my sister my brother like we all had to you know stay there unfortunately you know um, you know, because we weren't afforded a lot of, um, you know, opportunities that, you know, a lot of other people were, and we just had to stay where we were. But I feel like, um, you know, everybody, you know, had their own different experiences. And, you know, mine is probably different from everybody else's. And I think that everybody should be collectively, you know, putting into, you know, you know, something that's going to help us, you know, down the road and, you know, and, you know, uplift us 
as a whole and as a black culture. But, you know, individually, you know what I'm saying? Like my grandmother, she told me stories about how she picked cotton, you know? So I had to know that, you know, hear about that and, you know, like listen to her to re, re, listen to her relive those experiences, you know what I'm saying? And I know that's very disheartening for her, you know, as well as me, you know what I'm saying? And I just know that, you know, like, I feel like we should be compensated, you know what I'm saying? Or if we choose not, you know, to, or if we are compensated, you know what I'm saying? And we choose to, you know, put in, you know what I'm saying? To something that's gonna help us, you know, that should be our choice. You know what I'm saying? I feel like everybody should have their own choice in the matter. And you know that's how, that should be how everything should go, like you know what I mean? Because everybody got their own choice and they got their own mind state, their own decision. You know what I'm saying? So, thank you for your. I, I appreciate what y'all doing and how y'all trying to help me, trying to help us come come to some type of conclusion with this matter because it's very important and like we all like as a black people like we do need help with this because it's been a long time coming and you know we need to see some type of change and something you know. But thank you, know, you for thank your you. comments. I appreciate y'all time. Thank you. Are there any members of the public attending in person who want to comment on items not on the agenda, but items related to reparations? Okay, now we'll move to remote public comment. Um, the first person I'd like to welcome is Tasmeen Adams. Hello. We need to be identified as part of the Reparation Act. There has to be identification. And uh, one thing that we uh, came up with is the United States African-American Reparation Act. I know it's the San Francisco, but that could be namely the Usura people. We have to be identified as the people those people that would be eligible for reparations, we need to know who we are because we're being disparaged all across this whole country. And it's like, we don't know if you're African-American or not. And so we want to make sure that we have that identification for, for those who are African-Americans and descendants of the slaves that were here. Like my last name is Adams. That's like a direct descendant of the slave trade from John Quincy Adams, a former president of the United States. So the things that we talk about that should be given, they used to talk about 40 acres in the mule. So what we have now is just converting that 40 acres in the mule now is worth approximately $80 million. So if we could get $5 million in cash, about four or five acres in property and land, unlimited medical, dental, and vision care, unlimited uh, education, which meaning you can get educated from preschool all the way to college, wherever where your uh, knowledge will take you. Also, we need to uh, stop the redlining. If it's some kind of way where we can uh, litigate redlining from America, or just in the San Francisco and the Bay Area, because it's a whole lot of red line and a lot of people don't know about it. But if you know about the gentrification, what they done did. Thank you. you sir. Your, your two minutes has expired. Thank you. Now I'd like to welcome back LaDonna Williams. Yes. Good evening again. You know, um, 
these polls that have been released on voter um, support of reparations, we need to start calling them out because th this KTLA poll was done by the UC Berkeley Government Studies Department. 59% oppose reparations and 28 supported. Who did they ask? And when you look at the makeup of UC Berkeley, 42.2% Asians, 19.7% white, 21% Hispanic, and 4% Black. So it really makes you wonder who it is that they're asking who supports it. And many of these studies that come out are also done by immigrants who have gotten legal status that then come out and speak against reparations and form these tasks and these, these studies and, and these articles. So we need to be questioning that. But first and foremost is that we don't need these people's acceptance. They, they pass all these other payments of harm for these other non-Black um, uh, populations. We need to just demand what is rightfully ours. And we need to stop Black shaming about what we're going to do with payments. Whether we spend it on a Cadillac or a camel, it still stimulates the economy. We are entitled to do with our cash what we feel because nobody shames these non-Black populations that are being paid over and above us. Bottom line is we are overdue these reparations. We need to demand them. We need to keep pounding the injustice that has continually occurred in the area of giving out um, reparations for supposed harm. Ours is documented, 400 years of it. These fabricated ones come up and they're getting paid. At some point, we got to shut down all this talk and get to the action of getting paid. We understand it's a difficult task, but we're up for it. We knew the job was dangerous when we took it. Last but not least, limit the time that the Comments. advisory committee. We have your two minutes has expired. Uh, now I'd like to welcome Nasira Ajila. Hi, thank you so much again for taking my comments and questions. Um, I would like to comment on the medical system. I do not believe that necessarily really has helped us. Um, over the last 50 years, I was sick with uh, hepatitis B, leaving home to go to college and eating food in these restaurants like McDonald's that was set up for us to have these different illnesses. The doctor told me 50 years ago to eat the way my mother raised me. And that's what I did. In 50 years, I have survived hepatitis, cancers, and so many things. So we really need rejuvenation centers. And it is important that before we can really um, advance ourselves in terms of education, we need to travel and be education, educationally abroad. You know, when you just stay in one area, you become complacent and you can't really advance. So I just want to make the comment that there's some things that needs to be addressed. And that's having rejuvenation centers and traveling abroad. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I do see one, oh, I'm sorry, that hand. Oh, Ann Rubin, that's my son. Um, hello, San Francisco Reparations Advisory Committee. 
I just wanted to publicly thank Vice Chair Tanish Hollins for speaking with the San Francisco Black and Jewish Unity Coalition. That was on August 10th. We had a great learning session. Um, she helped us understand the work that you've done for these two years and what's in the plan. And we were grateful for that opportunity. And we are working at helping to turn out allies and advocates on September 19th. And wish you and all of us all the best. Thank you. Um, thank you. Um, I do, I'm going to check one more time. I do believe we can close general public comment on items, not on the Thank you very much. General public comment is closed. That brings us members to our final item, which is adjournment. And just before we entertain a motion, let me just remind us um, that our next um, regular meeting is on uh, Monday the 9th, 5.30. Um, uh, and also just remind everyone again, um, September 19th, rally at noon on the steps uh, of City Hall, uh, and then hearing with the full board uh, at 3 p.m. And uh, again, we want all, we want thousands to gather um, to show uh, our commitment to this body of work. Uh, my colleague, Joelle Stewart, would like to make an announcement on a um, reparations information session tomorrow. Just, just before her, uh, Reverend Brown. Oh. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, members of the task force. I hope that we will definitely, intentionally follow that plan of everybody getting 10 persons. I have contacted the churches. And we're going to make this Sunday preceding the 19th, Reparation Sunday, so that the faith community will be fired up. But we need that out in Bayview on this point and all over the city. Thank you, sir. Make the slogan with 10, we can win and really get people because we're dealing with a demon. And it's going to require a movement to handle this demon of racism. And I, I know a lot of people are talking a lot about get the check. But this body politic is not going to do anything until they see from us a threat. Understood. We got to do it. Thank you. Ray Ray and whoever else, Samantha. Thank, thank you. All. Thank you, sir. I got the hands out there. Come on, it's time to go to war. Time to go to, time to go, time to go. As uh, um, Joel, please. Well, even if it's not, um, for any community members who would like to um, talk about reparations in a more casual setting, we're having a um, information like a open community hours tomorrow, um, September September twelfth. Tuesday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Southeast Community Center at 1550 Evans. So it's going to be an opportunity to learn more information about um, 
reparations, craft your own public comment, like the um, with the prompts that Director Davis mentioned, I am, I know, I feel, and um, just a general time to come by and hear about reparations and read the recommendations more closely. So again, that's happening at the Southeast Community Center at 1550 Evans tomorrow, September 12th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And we did this um, partially in response to community members who wanted more time to like workshop their public comments and things like that. So just wanted to make that announcement. Thank you. Thank you. Members, uh, entertain a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. So second. All right. Great acclamation. Thank you all. We are adjourned. Thank you so much for your time and attention tonight.